What's for lunch? T-double-B-L-C. Stay in your seat. What's for lunch today? Brown bag lunch. Welcome back. T double BLC season three. I don't know what episode we're on anymore. Good to have you back. Good to be here. I'm Curtis Quinn here with my co host Drew Luster up in Essex, Mass. Now, not Gloucester, Uh, a frequent of both, I would say. But how are we doing today, Drew? We're doing well. Um, Yes, frequenting both, of course. Today's the probably the coldest day we've had this year so far. It was consistently around 30 degrees so since i woke up so one of those first you know real frosts of the year to really kick off the holiday season thanksgiving next week i can't believe it and before i forget i also want to add tomorrow huge day for us too it's international men's day we're always talking about you know there's a day for everything tomorrow we finally get our day i believe it is the 19th of november thursday International Men's Day. So if you are a, uh, if you recognize as a male or you have a male in your life that you appreciate, go out and rip it up with them and just enjoy being a man. So that's all I got for that. All right. <laughs> we will leave it at that. That's quite <laughs> quite the day. I didn't even think there was a day for that. Oh, yeah. You know, Either did some, I. People, some people would probably argue it's been international men's day for like the past thousand years you know (laughs) i was gonna say yeah there's typically like 360 or so days that are you could consider you could kind of put under that umbrella but hey nonetheless here we are sounds good well with that we will move on to our hate of the week it's a hate week gotta get it all off the chest i will kick it off to you for the first one yeah this might be TMI a little bit has something to do with the weather and how it's getting a little bit chilly out. Okay. Um, a lot of the time when it's chilly, my skin gets real dry. Like I'm talking, my hands are like, okay. you know, like splitting. I thought my, you were going somewhere else with that. My lips are like real chapped, and I have just dry skin everywhere. So I, I like the holiday season, and I like a nice chilly day. But boy, does it put just a a wear on my body, my weak little. <laughs> Sensitive skin body. You know, so that's have, my hit of the week. They have, you know, lotion and chapstick and stuff like Doesn't that. Doesn't work. None of it works. No, I've been to the, I've, I've had medical advi- advisories. I've had, I'm using chapstick and I'm using creams. My body's like, eh, screw it. I, Doesn't yeah. react well to the cold. I'll just say that. That's my okay. hit of the week. There was, you know, a, a little theory going around the, the lifeguard crew that started with, a couple of the head guards, and I, I tend to believe it. It's if you are a frequenter of chapstick or if you use it too much, it actually doesn't work and it hurts you in the long run. That may very well be the case with me, not just with the chapstick, but like the, the moisturizer for the hands and stuff. I think it's doing more bad than good at this point, which is unfortunate. I thought you were going to bring up the story about how I'm not like, you know, mentally strong enough to withstand a winter or. Something else that you and your little well, lifeguard buddy were talking about. That could be your, about. your hate of the week this week, I guess. That's probably your like hate of the past couple of years, I'd say. Uh, that there was there was a crew member of the lifeguard uh, workforce that said to Drew, I I think in a, a half jokingly manner, uh, or full jokingly, some would say, but Drew took it to heart 
and it was that Drew didn't have the mental capacity, you know, to, to fortitude. Sit on, I think it was mental fortitude to bake on that beach for eight hours a day, you know, at peak alert status in case yeah. somebody went went down in the water. Uh, and it was just a challenge, really, to Drew's manliness, which we we will celebrate tomorrow. That's a great segue, and I think the biggest thing was at the time, I was just grinding out like 70, 80-hour weeks of the event co, so I took that to heart, like that they were questioning my my fortitude both ment- mentally and physically. Uh, I took that to heart, as, as you noticed, so story for another day, but just that first couple cold days in general, I'm just circling back to my uh, hate of the week. My body doesn't react very well, doesn't adjust very well. Um I will say this, at least I don't have Raynaud's disease. Raynaud's is, I, I do have Raynaud's disease. It's not the best in the cold weather. The cold weather is where it comes out, some would say. Uh, poor now, circulation in the extremities. Okay, uh, that's what I was trying to get at. It me, I would say, under 40. I'd say anything over 40, I'm fine. You're in good shape? But under 40, so skiing, are you constantly So you constantly like going like this, wiggling the toes, no. jiggling the fingers? No, because skiing, you usually have good enough gloves. And if, if you got yeah. good enough outerwear and, and gloves and socks, you're fine. It's when you get good like a crap glove, and that's when you're just grinding the entire time. Yeah. Keep the or I feel like if you're just, if you if you run into a situation where you're a little bit ill prepared and you're outside for a long, long yes. period, I feel like it could get to you pretty quick. Or doing, like doing things outside with your hands when it's a little cold. Yep. Uh, not yep. ideal for that because they'll they'll freeze up and feel like you can't even use them after that. You hate to see that. Yes, my hate of the week, unless you have any honorable mentions, is going to no. be a recent trip to the grocery store. Brought this up to Publix down in Destin, Florida, in the in the Destin Commons area, and I was walking around doing my usual path grabbing everything that I normally get on a regular grocery store run. And it came to the end when I like to save like the deli and get all like the the milk and stuff in the same swing so it's as cold as can possibly be as I walk out the door. And I usually grab the the sausages to grill up as well. And they moved the sausages. They were gone. I never found them. And I didn't spend any more time trying to find them so that's my hate of the week they moved the sausages because they brought in just a truckload of turkeys and filled up an entire island which i understand for thanksgiving well yeah you can't but to displace the sazits that's an issue it was nowhere in the deli like the deli area where you get your meats yeah i i couldn't find a single pack of sazits there was like weird not linguisa, like but veggie like sazits or something. Rat stuff that, but it was like the the linked sazits where you have yeah, to you cut it. And yeah, the links. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I don't want to do that. That's absurd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want my Johnsonville <laughs> five pack of you know the, the yeah, spicy ones. You take them out of the box and it's like a receipt or something. It just rolls out and they're all attached. Yeah. Well, you gotta snip ones, them. I they're usually uh, like circled up in the package, but they're all attached. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So that really threw me for a loop yesterday now, when I went and got groceries. You didn't, as soon as you realized that they were displaced, you did a quick search, obviously. I did. You didn't ask or anything, or you were just no. like, you know what? Screw it. 
yeah, I just said screw it. I grabbed a little filet uh, for the road, and I said I'll just eat that and come back in a couple of days, and hopefully they're there. And guess what? If <laughs> hopefully the filet there, gets me gets me by. If they're not there, I'm probably not gonna ask either. A second time. Yeah. Hey, Are you an ass if, guy? I'm not an ass guy in the store. Somebody, so, somebody, I could be seriously searching for something, and if they came up to me and they're like, "Hey, sir, how you doing? Are you looking for anything particular?" I'd be like, "Nope, just looking." Even though you're I kidding. obviously am. You're kidding. So I thought you were gonna say only if somebody asks you, if they're like, "Hey, can I help you with anything? Can I be find anything?" I thought then that's when you would say, "You know what? Yeah, actually." But even then, you would turn down the help. That's yeah. crazy. I usually just don't like any interaction in in the stores, I feel like. Because then I feel like they're trying to sell me. And the grocery store would be different. I I feel like I think of this in, like, the TV section at a Best Buy where it's like, I don't want your help at all. I don't want you to talk to me. I want to find – That's a different story. You're on the hook for 30, 45 minutes, and they're talking about the 1080p, Panasonic, HD. Oh, oh, don't even – don't let my dad hear that one. Don't so I guess it. the grocery store, I could see a situation where if somebody asked me, I would legitimately ask. But it's yeah. it's the other stores have got me in the habit of being like, no, I don't want to be sold on this product. That's fair. I think I'm a little bit different. Like my theory is I want to spend as little amount of time in any store, whether it's like, you know, CVS or wherever, like Market Basket running errands. Yep. If I can't find something within the first like 12 seconds of me really looking for it i'm immediately asking or just like or just like you said just completely just crossing it off the list and forgetting if, yeah. if there's no one around yeah groceries i follow a distinct path every time too it's the same path or at least the same aisles i might i might loop it around the other side of the aisle but i'm yeah. picking things up in in an order whereas my refrigerated stuff is at the end because i don't want it to spoil I like that. That's some good strategy. Yeah. All right. It's a little well, bit of an advice for the listeners, I guess. It is. Hot tip. Hot tip of the week for grocery storing. Let's move on to a really exciting topic this week in Stock Talk. I got to say, Kurt, hell of a week in the market for me specifically. I think for a lot I of assume, people it was a hell of a I week. I assume for most people. I won't speak for anybody else. I think it was two, what's today, Wednesday? So Monday and Thursday, at least, when I looked at the end of the day, today we might be, yeah, let's, no, Monday, Tuesday, I'll say. I'll stick to my word. Monday and Tuesday were the two biggest days consecutively that I've had the largest return all time in a row. So to start the week like that, I got to say, talk about getting some confidence under your belt to a point where you put another half grand in the account and just start pushing it around, that's where we're ending up. So it's becoming a, uh, as our successes continue, so does our, our confidence grows. I'll just keep it at that. That's where we're at as of now. Um, noteworthy stocks that I really can't not talk about are DraftKings. Um, Great little run the past i'd say two days for DraftKings. they're up to i mean yeah 71 right now in after hours and they are moving they're moving they're up 19 percent in the past week which is amazing considering i bought three more shares at some point last week and then again neo volatile 
to say the least. But again, if you capitalize at the right time, as you did, you will reap the rewards. Um, as well as a couple little ones that I bought today. I referred a friend of mine and got a free share of Hecla Mining. Immediately bought four more shares just because. Mining. So so the whole like economy seems to be going towards uh, electric vehicles and green energy, and you're getting into the mining industry, huh? I am, yeah. I, I got a free share, and I said, I looked at um, what is the category? It's, it's uh, top movers of the day, and yep. they're just plummeted. So I just threw four more shares at it in hopes that they can at least serve us back to where I got the free share at. Uh, and think, then like with those, do you ever think, you know, there's a reason they plummeted? Oh, I'm sure that, I mean, there's always a reason is there not, but my, my, my thing is, I don't think it's going to stay there. I think eventually it's I'll mining. at least get back up it's to where mining. I don't look, I'm just thinking in terms of like odds Okay. I think I'll be in good shape. And you know what? I'll do exactly this. In one week's time, I'm willing to bet you. We need an annual report, like a weekly report on this company. What is the Sounds good. On? I mean, you can say what you want, but we're up 22% on Hecla Mining what's, right now. What's the ticker? What does that mean? What do you mean by that? The letters. Oh, HL. HL. Okay. Well, we'll be on the lookout. I will be coming back to you for that one. But what a week it's been, especially if you've been through the turmoil, the the just lows of lows and up to a high of a high on Moderna, Drew. Great news coming out on Monday, not only for the company and its shareholders, but the world. 95%, I think it was 94.5% effective uh, and can be stored in a refrigerator, which is a lot better than Pfizer's that has to be stored in like an Arctic glacier. So... We're rooting them on. We're hoping for the emergency youth authorization from the FDA soon. I saw target prices, if they get that EUA around when uh, Pfizer does, of like 128 to 148 anywhere in there, depending on the price of the stock. So I am just elated. I'm finally not losing money on Moderna, which so you, you would have never thought that would have happened, I bet. Not not three months ago. So here's a question. This might be a this is a loaded question. Okay. Realistically, if this works in your favor, through and through, what do you th what do you expect to see reflected in the portfolio in terms of a return? Like how? Uh, in terms of a return, so that would be. Like we can just talk percentages. That'd be like a, a forty percent return on that investment, forty fifty percent, depending on where it gets, uh, ranging from yeah. one twenty to one forty ish. Now, if you look at that compared to where you had been kind of scratching and clawing at for I the past, I was down forty percent four months. That's incredible. So that's an eighty percent swing. I mean, and that's right, that, nuts. That's how you to start off like that in my portfolio. That's how you grind and to claw back. It just. It feels as though it's my fantasy football career all over again. It's just we I start was literally bad. just gonna I was literally just gonna say that. We start out bad every year and we just figure a way out to, you know, those last couple of games of the year. Maybe we'll just make it the happen. playoffs, maybe we won't. <laughs> just patch it together the best you can. Yeah. For my my worst week worst move of the week, I guess you could say, uh, was selling Tesla. Uh, on Monday night 
the S&P 500 news came out. I sold it in after hours. I sold it for a, a, a large profit, but after seeing today, <laughs> and a, a target analyst raised his stock price to about 560, I think his target was, and the stock was at 462-ish at the high for that S&P 500 news. Uh, it's now sitting at like 490, I think. So they had a massive day today. I lost out on some money there. But we're riding with Neo now. We're cheering on Neo yep. along with you and, and some of the other boys in the in the stock group we got going. Yep. Exactly. I think that's the story. And like you said, you gotta. There's gonna be some wins. There's gonna be some loss. But if you just follow that that system and just and at least you know pay attention day over day at the portfolio, you're gonna be in good shape. So you're not gonna win them all 100. percent yeah, you're not going to capitalize on You can't the, predict the, the future. You just simply can't. The mountaintops. It just stung a little that, you know, a, a day and a half, really, or a day after that yeah. analyst came out with that. If I see that, I'm hanging on to that thing for dear life. Clutch it tight. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. All right. Well, that should wrap up our, our stock talk off this high of a week we got going so far. Uh, reaching all-time highs, the both of us, which is nice. And we hope to just keep going from there keep going from there let's move on to the nfl here and let's. we'll talk a little masters afterwards let's do some some thoughts on the nfl this week maybe we'll do the headlines again we'll try to keep it pretty quick yeah i think my my first one i gotta say patriots they they defied the odds i don't think anybody that i saw like on social media to pick them, all the analysts and whatnot, Ravens, Ravens, Ravens across the board, ran the ball down the Ravens' throats for really three quarters and then played good enough defense at the end in a monsoon to get the win. So proud of the way that they played. They're still alive, which is all we can ask for at this point. So My headline yeah. off of that is the Patriots are now the trap team in the NFL. Do I think they're going to make the playoffs? No, I still don't. They could have a an outside chance, I think, coming down the stretch to get a wild card. I don't think they're going to win the division. But they're everybody's trap game that you go into it and you're like, they're not favored. They're going to be getting points possibly, but they might squeak out a win in, in a pretty convincing exactly. fashion against Baltimore yeah. too. Yeah, that's that's really all you can say. It sort of goes to what we said last week too. They're one of those teams that can really pretty much beat anybody every, any given week, but they started off slow and they don't have enough they simply don't have enough skill on the team to really compete down the stretch, especially with the way the Bills are playing. Um speaking of the Bills, I know they had a heartbreaking loss last week. How about that freaking throw by Kyler Murray and the catch by DeAndre Hopkins? I, th right now, that's obviously the play of the season, yeah. and for it to result in a, just a direct win against, I would consider one of the best teams in the NFL right now, or just well-rounded teams in the Bills. I mean, that's just it was incredible. It was, and you know the Bills really. I wouldn't say they did much wrong there. I, they had what, no. three guys on DeAndre in the end zone. Yeah. And he just he just out jumped them. Uh, so yeah, you can't really it. blame them. They put together what they thought was a game-winning drive with only 34 seconds left, I think. So kudos to yep. Josh Allen and the offense to, to doing that and getting digs open in the end zone there at the end. Uh, I'm trying to think of some other games. Seattle, 
Oh my god, I was just trouble. gonna say, dude. In the They're LA sliding Rams, quick. The LA Rams are impressing me, uh, even though you know it wasn't the prettiest of wins. I think they're just a solid team all around. They're not going to go out there and score a billion points, but they have a good enough D yeah. that they can control the clock, control the game. They remind me a little of the L.A. Rams that made it to the Super Bowl the last time. Very good defense and offense that can just run the ball and hit on big play action plays. I feel like that's their M.O. Yeah. It, I mean, they, it, they impress just- me. They're a competent offense. They're not going to turn the ball over a ton, and they're just going to be in the game no matter what. Seattle, now, we've talked about their defense probably three weeks in a row, Kurt, and we've also talked about how much we love Russell Wilson, MVP. Something has to be up with him. I I don't know what it is, Kurt. The throw that he made when he – I don't know if you watched that game, but he scrambled to the right. He had 45 yards of open field. Could have probably scored a touchdown threw it across the field, across his body, into the end zone for an interception. I don't know if it's a physical injury or what, but he he is not making good good enough decisions over the past two weeks. And I don't know if it's with if it has to do with Chris Carson being out too, but they do not look like they did. I will just say, watching the end towards the end of that game, him and Pete Carroll uh, were pathetic on time management down more yeah. than a score they were down two scores and it just looked like there was no giddy up in the offense to like keep it moving and just going as quick as possible like they were they were running draws and stuff that would eat up 30 40 seconds and there's only like four minutes left in the game and you're down two scores still it, it was just weird to watch especially yeah. from from russell who's been so good in the past so maybe Something is up with him, but I just thought it was one of his the worst game of the year for him so far. And with the Russell Wilson piece too, I say that kind of taking a stick from pardon my take and Big Cat at Barstool, is they 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 said something that sort of resonated to me, which I think you might agree with. Russell Wilson is so good of an athlete at this point in his career, and he's been so consistently solid for so long that when he performs at that level, you, you think something has to be physically wrong with him. For him to just to make those types of decisions, to opt out of running the ball like that, yeah, it, it, like something has to be up. And I know they're kind of half joking, but I don't know what it is about Seattle. I, I know they it's a short week tomorrow, I believe it is, against yep. the Cardinals, who, yes. I mean, they're defensive so-so. I think that'll be a, a good game. Um, hopefully high scoring, which kind of forces them to get their offense back in rhythm. But, yeah, hasn't looked good the last two weeks or so for Seattle. They're sliding a bit. Yeah, I don't think that's – I actually think the, the Cardinals are probably salivating on this after coming off that win uh, and going back to against Seattle, which they lit up the last time in a shootout on defensively. So if Seattle has any of yep. those offensive woes, they're going to fall behind pretty quick. I think to go along with that and not to give him the excuse of the injury or something's wrong with him, I think you, you've seen it with Brady, too, in games he plays poorly. It's mostly out of desperation on the offensive side of the ball where they just can't get anything going and they're trying to do something you know, extraordinary that they don't usually do. So yeah, we can we no, definitely leave that one at that. How about the Steelers, yeah. though? Nine and oh, how now. about him? So, 
I don't know what it is, Kurt, but I, um, my mind doesn't want me to think that they're legit still. I don't know what it is. I don't have a reason for you. My mind's but telling me they're, they're absolutely legit. I, I have loved their defensive line the, now the past oh my two gosh. years. Uh, and their, I, their, I, their D-line, their pass rush is incredible. Their linebacking core is fantastic. I think I, you know, I'd be hard pressed to say that I. I think they'll make it to the AFC Championship, but are they like a serious contender? Like, if they don't make it to the Super Bowl, am I going to be shocked? Probably not. Well, I think it's them and KC are your top two teams right now, still, and yep. it'll all come down to can that you know defensive line pressure Mahomes enough. I think they're similar to the the LA Rams, um, just all around good. Like their offensive capabilities yeah. are there even when Absolutely. big ben isn't on his a game uh and then their defense weapons is good galore enough. yeah their defense is ends. good enough to keep them in any game that they play so now you know impressive start from them uh if they didn't have mike tomlin the the tripping coach in charge i probably wouldn't hate them like i normally do I actually I got like to agree with you. James Conner, I like their young wide receivers. They're like a likable team. TJ Watt on the defensive yeah. side of the ball. Uh, yeah. Yeah, get rid of get rid of Big Ben and Mike Tomlin and I I probably like the Steelers. And you're in good shape. Yeah, yeah. No, I would agree with you there. And from where they start from where they I guess ended last year to this year, I I honestly didn't see it coming. Um and to sort of segue to a team that's just going in the complete opposite direction. Can we talk about the freaking Chicago Bears, please, for a minute? I believe they were four and one or five and one and are now on the brink of having a losing record, I believe, after this week. They are they we said it the first week we, we started doing these headliner segments that Chicago is the most fraudulent five and one team out there. They may not win another game this year. Yeah, I mean, that's not surprising to me. We saw the offensive struggles. Uh, in the first six games, it wasn't like they were going out there and putting on a performance. Blowing, yeah. It was it was their defense. Uh, they did have a couple of, of comebacks with Mitch when he was still <laughs> when he was still chucking it. I guess you could say at the end of games, <laughs> but yeah. it, like those were end of game drives that went their way every single time. So I can't say I'm shocked with the way that one turned out. Exactly. Yeah, I think that's, that's honestly pretty for, much it for me. For big games, yeah. Uh, number one in the NFC, give me your team. I'm going to go – I'm going to – I would have said the Saints, but I forgot Breeze is out. I'm going to go Bucks again. Okay. I'm going to go LA Rams. I like that. Now, I like me... that. I like McVay. I like how they're how balanced they are. Um, AFC, you're gonna go Chiefs still. I'm gonna stick with the Chiefs. I think when I look, I'm all just right. looking at all the games. I'll take uh, I'll pro- take the Steelers right now. I go. I'll take, I'll take the record. I would probably go Chiefs Steelers. Who? I, so here's a great question. It's obviously Chiefs Steelers. Who's the third team in the AFC? Who's a team that could upset one of those in a divisional game or give? you know, be, be this year's Titans, whether it's the Titans or another team. Yeah. People would want to say Titans and I'm not a believer in them. I've actually looked at their, their defense a little and how many points they let up a game and it's not good. Drew. 
Uh, I think their their record is a little better than what they Same are people. right now. I mean, what what the Colts did to them two weeks ago, Kurt? I, I did not expect. Buffalo. I, I'm gonna go with Buffalo. I forgot about Buffalo for a second there. I like that. I think I'm gonna go with one crazy here. Here's my dark horse. If you're gonna say Miami, aren't you? I'm gonna say Miami. Yeah. Their defense has been playing out of their damn minds. I would put them they, in the same category as the Titans. Drew. I think they're a good team. I think they're you know gonna find a way to the playoffs but i just don't know if they can beat a steelers or a chiefs i don't think they can either i think either one of those teams will probably eat up Tua in the playoffs um he looks a lot better he's starting to be more impactful he's starting to actually make plays i feel like they're starting to let the training wheels off a little bit from where they had started i think what he had probably i think he had nine completions his first start and yeah it looks like they're starting to kind of let him loose a little bit which is exciting to see we actually uh, he had a couple of throws that had a little bit of Mahomes in him, so he he's definitely electrifying. We'll see if he can stay healthy and Miami can stay consistent. To go off of that, we do have to address that. I think this week versus the Pats proved to me that Lamar Jackson hasn't changed really in the no. ability to throw the ball when they're down, when he needs to. Granted, that was a game that – your mother would have been telling you to come inside because you're going to catch pneumonia. That's how bad the weather was. Oh, my gosh. But, you like, it just it looked bad. It looked really bad. Yeah, I mean, there was a few... There was a few things, a few plays that I remember where he had missed guys, but I'm not going to put it all on Lamar. I think he's a fantastic athlete, but... They don't have much on the outside. I know last year they dominated with the two tight end, three tight end package. It's really only Mark Andrews now. And then Hollywood Brown on the outside, who, from what I saw, struggled mightily against J.C. Jackson. Who, I mean, God forbid, J.C. Jackson's a top three corner right now. But still, they don't – their offense, it's weird because last year they were, you know, throwing everything – everything and change at you all year running the ball down your throat but they really don't have much there's really not much to it i think as you said people are watching film lamar is uh his shtick is is kind of it, it's outgrown the league at this point well, people know how to defend him i don't him. think he's you know one of the like lesser quarterbacks in the nfl or anything i'm just saying they they're like the titans in the playoffs last year if they got up and they could continue yep. to run the ball and throw a couple of play action short passes and they can win a game but if they exactly. get down early it changes Screwed. their whole game plan and they i just don't see how they can win do you think that the packers can competitively make a run this year with the team that they have yeah, just because I think. Do you trust hot. their? Do you trust their defense? No, but I, I think they're a hot cold team. <laughs> so yeah, I, I think they, they you have could to just catch get a red hot Aaron Rodgers in that offense. They need to get a little healthier on the offensive side of the ball and get like Lazard back. Uh, they just got yep. Devonte back, so get to full strength on agree, offense, yeah. and it'll probably help the D out a little. But yeah, I, I still think they have to get hotter than they normally would be to compete. Yep. And two more things to wrap us up. Justin Herbert got his haircut today. Worst decision a football player has ever made. He looks, I mean, I don't really have room to talk 
but he doesn't look good at all. He looks like he's in middle school. It just a tough look. The flow, the flow fit him. It did in the flashy LA uniform. So tough decision from <laughs> decision from Justin. I and saw, I'll close this out. Hold on, Go I ahead. saw a tweet that said he looks like Sid from Toy Story. <laughs> oh my god. That's and I haven't seen that, but when I think about it, it's spot on. That's when Twitter is just ruthless with whatever's coming out. No doubt about it. And to close us out with the with the football segment, I would be remiss to not add that it is a rivalry week between us. Yes. This is, I mean, can we agree this is the biggest game of our season thus far? Yeah. Not saying that you know next week or the week after might be, might, but Drew, it might be as the far biggest as, game of our fantasy careers. Uh, this is you know the just most we've. Be. We've, the most we've paid to get into this league, uh, it's the highest expense league that I have. And Same record. More teams I, this I, year, which means only six teams get in uh, yep. with, with six le- living on the outside of the bubble. We're both at five and five. I think, you know, both of us would realistically, eight and five is definitely secure to get in, and seven yeah, and six is yeah. a little sketchy. Exactly. I think seven and six comes down to points four. Yes. which I'm We're both in decent tight. shape there. We're both really tight there. But we are. It, it, anything can happen in three weeks. It's a huge week. I think we both have very balanced teams. It's going to come down to who's, who's, whose team, whose athletes come out and play. I mean, mine, I got to say, like my, this, is, this could potentially be my fifth straight loss, and that's a scary thought. I was 5-1 and one at one point, Kurt. That's a terrifying so we, thought. I'm riding high. Horrifying. We came off another win. We've survived two heartbreaking losses to get to five and five with a lot of injuries. Chubb just came yeah. back. Where we couldn't be more confident in our team right now, but like you said, it all comes down to who who goes out there and puts some points up. Who shows up? We'll see, and we'll of course do a little synopsis next week. Things won't be over, but they just might be. We'll see. <laughs> well, let's uh, talk a little Masters now that we did that on the nfl dustin johnson what a performance record breaking 20 under par at augusta he beats the record uh tiger woods and jordan spieth both had at a total combined score of 270 dustin had a 268 um the course was soft it definitely led to lower scoring average throughout the week but he still won by five strokes which is you know, no easy yeah. feat when it comes to a major championship and even no. on a regular PGA Tour event. Your thoughts? Did you watch any of it? I watched a little bit here and there. Um, I'm sending condolences to my guy Bryson. He was my number one pick. He mentioned to the media that he got two COVID tests. He felt dizzy. Mentally, he wasn't there. He wasn't locked in. Yep. He had a stomach problem, Drew. Do, do you think I, the stomach problem was related to the seven to nine protein shakes? I I mean, I, I would think so. I have one sip of one, and it literally runs through me like there's no tomorrow. So <laughs> I'm sure that had something to do with it. Unfortunately, um, it just sucks that he couldn't, you know, piece it together, really. And, you know, he kind of dug himself a bigger hole than he could even remotely manage to dig himself out of. Um, I did hear a couple things that the greens reminded a lot of people of like Tempur-Pedic pillows or like mattresses, yeah. the way the ball just kind of plopped up there and really didn't do much after the fact. Yeah. Like you couldn't um, spill the wine of glass on those greens. They were too soft. It, exactly. The way things were just kind of sticking and plopping around. 
Um, but again, obviously I don't know much about golf, but I will say, you know, really from what I remember, correct me if I'm wrong, it was like, you know, one thirty, two o'clock and it was pretty much over at that point. It, yeah. it really wasn't even that close. Um, come late at late morning on Sunday. So I got to just, you know, give credit to Dustin Johnson. I, I mean, hell of a, hell of an outing. Yes. And this really excites me, Dustin, getting the win here. It's, it's his second major. He's been, you know, kind of known for n- not gagging, but choking away the, the final round leads or the 54 hole leads going into the final round in majors. He, I think the last like four that he had, he ended up coming in second. So this was good to see him cap it off emphatically with absolutely no doubt. And it gets him to within two of our most hated guy on tour, Brooks Kepka drew. Uh, so there could be a little competition heating up and guess what? If Dustin gets to four and Brooks is still at four, you know, Dustin's 20 plus more PGA tour wins is going to look a lot better than when Brooks was, you know, giving him shit at the PGA that he absolutely collapsed at. What goes around comes around. That's really all I got to say about that. And, and to hint on the, the Bryson stuff a little more. Yep. Our, our boy, Mike Doherty from shoe. He thinks we're, I guess, fanboys of Bryson. And I like to put it this way. I don't know about you, but you can give your distinction afterwards. I am a, I am a fan of what he is doing to golf as far as bringing a totally different like outlook on the game of just I'm going to hit it as far as I possibly can, get it as close to the green as I can, and I'll figure it out from there. It's really yeah. you know, not about shaping it any which way. It's just like let's bomb it and let's <laughs> let's just have – give the viewers what they want really i guess you could say is hitting it over these absurd lines over trees every week that you you see him playing and you go the pga tour app and you're just like look at the line he just took over this forest and cleared it by 30 yards and everybody else is 90 yards back in the middle of the fairway so it, it to me it's very cool to watch but personality wise definitely not a fan when it comes to the rules stuff he's been brutal yeah. all year when it comes to, you know, I was sick or whatnot at Augusta, why why would you even say that? Like, it doesn't matter. You played bad. whoop do you do Guess what? There's another Masters in about four months. Just come out there when you're feeling better and play good. But don't, like, try to take away yeah. any of the other aspects uh, from the other players. Also, he called the Masters a par 67, and that means he was plus 18 on the week if you put it at a par 67. Because uh, he finished at minus two. So to start off, that is obviously a tough luck. With that being the case, my view of the so-called fanboying is, as a semi-national media conglomerate that we are, we're just doing our job, Kurt. Right, just covering headlines. We're just yeah. covering highlights, giving the people what they want. Do we lean into certain stories more so than others? Sure. But again, like you said, it's because we are given things visually that we have not seen before. So we are reaching for those and we are telling the the viewers and listeners how it is. That is simply what we are doing on a weekly to biweekly basis. And I will leave it at that. All right. Well, enough enough of talk about the guy who finished in like a tie for 47th. 
<laughs> let's let's talk about what the top 10 looked like. We had Cam Smith and Sung Jae M, the 22-year-old from South Korea, who doesn't speak a lick of English. It doesn't seem like he has an interpreter in the interviews, which I love because the the fun thing that they brought up on the telecast too about Sung Jae is that for the past year that he's been on tour, he's strictly yep. just been traveling around with his mom and they've been kicking it on the PGA Tour, which is absurdly cool. That's you're not going to see that every day. I'll start there. That's pretty cool for him and obviously for his mom to be able to experience that with him. Is Cam Smith the Australian dude with the stash? Cam Smith is the Australian dude with the stash. He went from, you know, a v- incredibly great amateur and like a little kind of chubby kid. Then he, in yeah. 2015, he showed up at the U.S. Open. 2015, Jordan Spieth won the U.S. Open at Chambers Bay. Cam Smith tied for second with Dustin Johnson after he three-putted on the 18th green to lose there, if you remember that one. Uh, he was. I don't, but I do now kind of a just like a real skinny looking almost had like a, a jt type body going at that point and now it yep. looks like he's a little bulked up again it looks like he's been hitting the uh protein shakes or a couple of fosters down and <laughs> the... <laughs> a couple of tin cans yeah he looks like he's gotten a little bit thicker i love his look he looks i mean physically i literally saw him and thought that he was playing out like playing in a way match at Bass Rocks for Peabody. He looks like a little youngster with his little his little milk stash that he's got going. But good for him for uh, for being in, in contention, obviously, that close to the end. Yeah, and I'm definitely a fan of his game. He's kind of a wild card. He hit it all over the map. The soft conditions probably helped him with that because on 15 he hit one so far left that would have hit off the grandstands and went into the pond and instead he made birdie off of it because covid's happening and a whole bunch of other factors but he's he was the best putter in the field that week the only other person who it could have been would have been dj but from what i saw i was like that guy's putting absolutely lights out uh, a couple other top tenors your guy rory you picked him the, one of the worst first rounds per usual that he's had completely uh, kept him out of competition for the entire week and he played great other than that I mean he had a shot on Sunday to string a couple of birdies together and probably make a run to get to like a 14 under and put some pressure on DJ before he kind of got into his round and got cruising mm-hmm. Uh but just like JT, who finished in a in a solo fourth, I think, or tied for fourth, they both were horrendous on the the 13th hole and the 15th hole, the two par fives on the backside, which historically, if you're going to win or you're going to contend, you're going to need to birdie those holes almost every round. And, like, you'll get a couple of eagle opportunities on 13, too. And I saw... One of the rounds, Rory was one over on those two holes, which is, you know, three strokes behind the field. And then JT was like even or something. So those are the couple of holes I look at. The course played just wildly different than you're used to seeing at the Masters. I'm, I'm looking at certain greens like 14 where they had the standard Sunday pin in the middle of the green. What you want to do there is you want to land it about 10, 15 yards short and about five to ten yards left of the flag you do that it's going to bounce up there it'll hit the slope roll all the way back and funnel down to the pin 
to within a couple of feet usually, and some guys almost end up making it. Mm-hmm. This year, it was so soft that guys, you could see guys were trying to do that or just out of like habit, try to stay left of the pin on 14 because it'll funnel down, and it just stuck there. So it kind of made for some interesting putts off of slopes, but the yep. greens weren't, didn't, they just didn't have the fire that they normally do uh, in, the, in the bounce to really utilize the slopes. And, and they even took away the Sunday pin on 16 this year, uh, the famed one that Tiger chipped in on uh, when the, the Nike ball stops on the lip and then oh, man. just falls over. And he All misses time. and he misses the high five with his caddy Stevie Williams for one of the, <laughs> one of the worst celebrations after a historic moment you've ever seen. Uh, but they didn't. They took that pin away just because the greens were too soft. They didn't think it would play kind of the same, so they stuck it in the back. So in April, it'll be very interesting to see it kind of play normal. I think you'll see. I think you'll see a different leaderboard. I think the big guys will still be up there, but I. Kinda would be shocked if uh, Sung Jay and Cam Smith were still up there. Yep. So here's my last question to close out the golf segment. Visually, for a guy who who knows golf like the back of his hand, what environment would you prefer visually as a just watching on the couch? Are we like fall or spring? You know, the Masters honestly looked the same as it did in April this year. It was Mm -hmm. kind of a similar, you know, that's early springtime. This was like a later fall. So, and they they did the overseed on the course to get it looking real green. It it wasn't like it was burnt out or anything. Uh, It was burnt out, but then they overseeded it. If you saw like a couple of weeks before or a month before, it was completely yellow, like dead grass, but... They yep. can do some pretty special stuff with, with chemicals these days and fertilizers. <laughs> uh, exactly. But I prefer firm, fast, and you're usually getting that midsummer to fall. The spring usually yep. tends to be a little wetter and, and just softer. Gotcha. Well, that'll wrap up our uh, sports, sports, sports. Let's kick off Drew's dad joke. Let's. Now, this is a special dad joke of the week, mostly I, because Blastigia is back. Go ahead. Can I give a public announcement last week? Uh, yes. This goes along for the whole pod last week. We had a lot of audio issues. We weren't talking over each other. And the thing that might get lost is I got the dad joke of the week right for the first time, and we had a big celebration, and I had to cut out most of it. That is unfortunate. But I'm glad that you clarified that with the listeners because that is a monumental moment in time. It was. And now we go for round two. Yep. For trophy two. Brought to you by Gloucester Gear. They have made a triumphant return for the holiday season. So go check them out. Just bought a hat. Bought another hat from them. Five panel. There you go. Practice what you preach, baby. Here goes nothing. What do you call a chubby psychic? Oh, I don't know anything about psychics. A fortune teller. Fortune uh, teller. That's... <laughs> Fortune. Yeah, you got, got it? it? That's good. Oh, I my like that God. That's one of your best. That's so good. That's a good one. That's. I saw that and was like, I can't, I can't, I can't leave it there. I can't. I got to share it. That one, 
Yeah, that's one of my. I'd say that's my favorite so far that you've you've told. Okay, I'll take that to heart. That's I like to hear it. We got any? We're, we don't need to do frauds this week. We'll do it next week. Uh, we'll load up on frauds and hates. Yeah, we we ran a little long this week, anyways. So. With and that. just a heads up, we may have a Thanksgiving special next week with a few compadres. Um, we're yeah. looking to organize a, a sort of um, semi-snack-themed snake draft. So there may be a couple of special segments coming your way for the holiday week. Yeah, Keep an we'll, eye. we'll even have to talk love of the week. We'll have to talk our favorite thanksgiving meals uh we just met you could toss in a hate of the week this week is the the cranberry sauce no thank you also uh, while we're on the topic of hating things the fact that there are people out there who prefer stuffing over mashed potatoes one of my coworkers put out a poll on instagram and got i think it was like close to 60 40 stuffing over mashed potatoes for thanksgiving like what Drew, and I go, as and I'm Mc, like, as a McDonald, uh, you would be in the stuffing category. I don't think anything would stop me from being in the mashed potato category. They are a top five, like top five, maybe three food. I, if mashed potatoes were on Thanksgiving, I don't know what I would do. Well, Drew, here's the thing. I love mashed potatoes, as you know. But, but if you could only choose one, though, if I'm taking one away from you for Thanksgiving, completely. Yeah, I'm taking the mashed potatoes away because I can get it other places I know that are good. And, okay. and listen, the, the mashed potatoes at Thanksgiving are good, but the stuffing at the McDonald Thanksgiving is next-level stuff. It's not—it's bread breadcrumb stuffing, I believe, uh, and it just—there's nothing like it. Like, your typical stovetop is nowhere close to it. I've had other okay. people's stuffings, and it's just—it's a distinct taste. And, yep. Drew, I'm going to be honest with you. It's almost a little dry with the breadcrumbs, but you can't stop eating it. Would you be able to, uh, out of five, if, if they put five bowls of stuffing in front of you, would you be able to tell on the first go-round oh, immediately? I, first taste, yeah. Like, it wouldn't even be really? a competition. Yeah. Okay, that's impressive. Well, maybe that's something we have to organize for the content. We'll see. And I think... People are answering that sixty forty too, is because if you're saying you have to take it away on Thanksgiving, you just don't have stuffing any other time of the year. That's fair. In terms of you know availability, as you know, as you say, is the best ability. Yeah. That's mashed potatoes. In that situation, absolutely, it, its availability almost works against it. I think is what you're saying yes. in that situation. Which I think your poll was actually skewed too much to the mashed potatoes. It should have been overwhelming, like a ninety ten. Interesting. Maybe we'll put one out ourselves and see what we can get out there. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll wrap up this week with a, a quote of the week here. It's going to come from the great Mahatma Gandhi, Indian lawyer. Ever heard of him? I have. <laughs> he said, The weak can never forgive. Forgiveness is the attribute of the strong. Incredible stuff. That'll do it from us here at TWBLC. As always, our guy, Pat from last year, playing us out. What's for lunch? TWBLC. Stay in your seat. What's for lunch today?
Ag Lunch Group.